You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Luke chapter number two. Uh, we've been here already this month, haven't we? Uh, we've been here many times. And you know, as we look at familiar passages, uh, there's always something in there for us to get. I was, I was talking with a preacher friend earlier in the week, and he was talking about uh, uh, just, he had just talked to another pastor, and the pastor had had somebody come to him and, and was telling him he needed to change his messages because he wasn't being fed. And uh, anyway, and this pastor is a amazing pastor. This isn't somebody that's, uh, I, don't, I don't know pastors that aren't great uh, people that love the Bible and try to help people. And uh, so any, anyway, this, uh, this person has said, well, I'm not being fed. You need to change your messages. And so uh, as we're talking about that, you know, you just, you stop and think. Uh, if you come to the table and you don't eat, it's your fault. You know, and God's word, he said, my word will not return void. And anytime we open up the word of God, it doesn't matter if I'm standing here or if a staff member standing here or a special speaker is here. Uh, if God's word is, is being taught and preached, there's something for us if we're looking for it. And, you know, I know the times where I have, uh, when I was sitting in the pew and I uh, didn't get anything, uh, it was my fault. And so uh, with that, let me just encourage all of us, especially when it's in a passage that seems familiar, uh, just ask the Holy Spirit, help us to see something this morning that'll be a help, enlighten me, uh, give me something that I can walk away with. And I know that that will be a help. Luke chapter 2, verse number 11. And I'll begin here. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass... As the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And Father, we come before you this morning. Uh, Lord, we are a needy people. And Lord, we recognize that we don't uh, have all the answers, but we come hungry this morning, recognizing that you do. And I pray that as we open the word of God, as we teach it, preach it, Lord, as we have read it, I pray that you would help all of us this morning to be strengthened. And Lord, may we just love you a little bit more because we've been in your house. So bless now, please, for Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. Wow, she gets up there. That's unreal. 
You, could, you couldn't hear me, but I was right at that same spot she was at. <laughs> oh, that, that was great. What a blessing. All right, this month we have been in a series on Sunday morning, Keeping Christ in Christmas. Say, Pastor, Christmas is over, but the reason for his coming is not. And so here we're going we're gonna to finish out the first week. I uh, preached on keeping Christ in Christmas and our focus, our focus on Him. Uh, the 12th, I preached on uh, keeping Christ in Christmas, and we were looking at family. Uh, then last week, uh, you, didn't, you didn't hear that message because I didn't preach it, but I prepared it. Uh, I was out sick, uh, but that was on fervor and being, being passionate about the Savior and about what He has done for us and having a fervor for serving Him. Uh, and then this morning, uh, it is finish. Finish. Keeping Christ in Christmas. Finish. And aren't we glad that the Lord always finishes what He starts? You know, what was it that He said when He was on the cross? It is finished. It is finished. And his part was finished, but our part was not. And this morning, we're going to look here in Luke, and we're going to see some things that I, I hope will be a help to all of us as we uh, endeavor to uh, finish uh, what the Lord has started in our lives and what He has uh, begun. Uh, salvation and sal salvation's plan did not start uh, in Bethlehem. It started way beyond that. Revelation 13, 8, the Bible says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship Him whose names are not written in the book of, uh, of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. And for before the world was, the Lord, because God is not trapped in time, uh, the event of Calvary had already taken place. He had already had that plan. He already knew what was going to take place. Acts 2.23, and him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken, and by wicked hands uh, ye have crucified and slain. And so uh, we just see here that as we celebrate the birth of the Savior of the world, and we are celebrating uh, him, and I'm thankful for that, uh, but not sharing the mission and message of the Savior would be, would be senseless for us. It would be senseless if here we are to celebrate the Savior, but we're not going to tell anybody about Him. Uh, it, would, it would be, it would be uh, uh, so selfish. It would be very senseless if someone had the cure to cancer and they kept it to themselves and all of the injury and damage that uh, people endure because of that, uh, that terrible disease. And, and then here, you and I as believers, we have the answer for the sin debt of all humanity. The very reason why Christ came, the very reason we have the cradle, the very reason we have the cross, all of that was surrounded and commissioned to us in the Great Commission. 
And we now have a message that the Lord wants us to take and to share with the world around us. John 19, 30. The Bible says, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up uh, the ghost. And so this Christmas, I just want to remind all of us to finish. To finish. Finish the, the mission that he has given to us. He left us with a job to do. And we call it the Great Commission. And so that's what the title of the message is this morning, uh, Finish. And let's pray. Father, we pray that you'd bless now. Thank you for these who have come, have set this time aside. And Lord, I pray that you would meet with us. Uh, Lord, it would be, it would be uh, a waste of time and energy, Lord, for us to be here uh, if your presence was not here. And we pray that the Spirit of God would have freedom uh, to lead me as I speak. And those, as they listen, uh, help all of us, Lord, just to be sensitive to your leading in our lives. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. All right. So uh, look, look back, if you would, Luke chapter 2 and verse number 17. Luke 2 and verse number 17. The Bible says, And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. So, so here, what do we find? We find these shepherds, uh, they had been given something, and now they, they took what they were given, and now they are sharing it. Uh, they shared what they heard. Uh, it says, and all they that heard it wondered. Uh, so here they are uh, making known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. So now these shepherds had been told about the Savior, and they are telling other people. So, uh, so what were they told concerning uh, the, uh, the, the Christ child? I want you to see, first of all, they heard the need of a Savior. They heard the need of a Savior. Uh, so Luke 2, 11, it said, For unto you is born this day in the city of David, uh, what? A Savior. Now, so with this, uh, they were told that a Savior was being born. And because a Savior was being born, it let them know that a Savior was needed. If God is going to come and say, listen, uh, I am going to send you a Savior, he sends us a Savior because we need a Savior. No matter where we are at, we need a Savior. Uh, you can be a, uh, a child of God this morning. Let me tell you, you need the Savior. And you can be without Christ this morning, and you need the Savior. There are different needs that we have, but we all need the Savior. And just because you and I, uh, maybe you're saved this morning, uh, just because you're saved and I'm saved, it does not mean that we don't need the Savior anymore. Uh, the coming of the Lord Jesus, the Savior, uh, He is who we need. And there was a need that all mankind have, had, and it's a need that mankind still has, is a need for the Savior. Uh, here he said... Uh, he said uh, in, the, in verse number 10, 
And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Now, I looked at that little phrase there, fear not. You know, uh, sometimes when, uh, when we look at it, I, I look at the fear. Okay, there's the angels that are there. And that, of course, would be very startling. It was the same, uh, the same uh, admonition that the angel gave to Mary, uh, to fear not. Uh, but when you think about uh, the, the command to fear not, it was more than just not fearing the appearance of the angel. Think about Mary when uh, she was told to fear not. What was she? Uh, it wasn't just not fearing the angel. It was not fearing what was all coming about by what was given to them. She was given. Uh, she was given a message. She was given uh, a. She had an encounter with God. And now that encounter with God and that enlightenment, it was going to bring fear for them to be able to fulfill uh, and to go through what they were given here. Uh, so there was more to fear than the angels appearing uh, and glorifying God. Spiritual enlightenment is, is alarming. It's alarming. I remember when I got the call from California. You know what? Immediately there was there was a little bit of fear. California. And it wasn't just one church in California, it was two churches in California at the same time. And I'm like, there's no way. And I'm a Washingtonian. And so they had a white Christmas. It was snowing on Christmas up there. Uh and it was snowing here in California on Christmas too, just not down here. Isn't that wonderful? We can go visit the snow when we want to, but we don't have to be in it. Uh, and so uh, anyway, uh, I, I remember going home and telling Deb, uh, saying, hey, I got contacted by these churches in California. And she's like, California? We're not going to California, are we? And verbatim, word for word, no. But I told the Lord, I'd go anywhere he asked me to go. So we got to check it out. Here we are. You know, fear not. You know, spiritual enlightenment, when God is working in your life, he doesn't always ask you to do what you want to do. He doesn't always ask us to do what is comfortable for us to do. I remember when I went to college, I knew I was going into the ministry, uh, and that's why I went to college. Uh, but I, I put all of my classes, my speaking classes off. I put homiletics off. I put my speech class off. I put any class where I was going to have to get up and speak, I put it off to my senior year because I didn't want to get up in front of people and speak. And so I just kept pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off, and to where I couldn't push it off anymore. Uh, it wasn't comfortable for me. It wasn't something that I enjoyed doing. Uh, but, but, you know, here, this confrontation, uh, the, these shepherds, they were confronted uh, with the spiritual. These angels uh, confronted them. Uh, confrontation with the holy, confrontation uh, uh, with God brings us into an understanding that uh, there's confrontation with our spiritual state of being. He won't leave us like he finds us. 
And here, these, this uh, admonition, they, these ain't, or these shepherds, they heard of a need of the Savior. Uh, the need of the Savior was letting them know that they weren't good enough as they were. Boy, it got quiet right there. We're not good enough. There is none righteous. No, not one, the Bible says. And here, uh, they were confronted by the holy. They were confronted with their sin, sinful state uh, because they, they recognized, they were told by God that they need a Savior. Their condition wasn't enough to get them uh, uh, forgiven. And you and I, we are weak, and we are undone, and we are needy, and we are frail. And, uh, and when we, we look at that, uh, there, is, there is such a need that we have, uh, and, and we are frail. As I was preparing for this message, uh, a little, uh, little memory started popping up on my phone uh, about December of 2018, uh, and we had, uh, uh, we had the family together, and mom and dad, uh, mom's over at the house watching services this morning, and mom Coates is with her, uh, and so uh, anyway, uh, they were, mom and dad were, were with us for Christmas, and, uh, and, and so this, uh, these, these uh, uh, pictures were pulled up and videos were pulling up uh, of of Christmas and pops being there and then uh, uh, I saw our senior uh, our senior uh, Christmas uh, uh, party that we have every year uh, and and I was looking at there and brother Dan was with us uh, at that Christmas and and I was watching a little video that I had taken and he was singing uh, and you know uh, we started looking at it and I started thinking about uh, D was with us at that time and Miss Sandra was with us, and, uh, and Pops, I was looking at Pops being with us, and, and with that, from Christmas Day, we had no idea that three months and three days later, he was going to be gone. You know, we're frail. Life is frail. You know, there is a great need of the Savior. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. And, uh, and with that, uh, our life uh, is very frail. Uh, and, and with that, it could be sickness. It could be cancer. It could be a heart attack. It could be uh, COVID. It could be an auto accident, a natural disaster. It could be the result of evil doings and uh, damage. Uh, and we, we look at that and see the need uh, of a Savior. And and maybe in life we feel like everything is good. But if you don't have the Savior, let me tell you, it's not going to get better from here. It's going to get worse. The Lord came because we needed a Savior. We need the Savior. And if you're not saved, you need to accept him. Uh, good people, I think about these shepherds, that they were declared uh, that a savior was needed. Uh, here they were, uh, just workers, nurturing, caring, providing, uh, and they were probably good, honest, moral people, uh, just trying to do uh, what was uh, necessary in life to meet the needs of them and their family, uh, yet they still had a sin nature. Matthew 20. Or I'm sorry, Matthew 10, 28. The Bible says, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Romans 3, 10. 
As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are, all, they are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher, and with their tongues they use deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. And, and here the Lord is just revealing the sinfulness of man and the need of a Savior. Romans 5, 6, for when we were without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Praise the Lord. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God uh, commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Uh, isn't it wonderful that we have a Savior that was willing to come? We celebrate at Christmas time uh, the coming Savior. Uh, but these angels, they heard about a need of the Savior. Secondly, they heard the good news, the gospel. They heard the good news. Go back to Luke 2 and verse 10. It says, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. That little uh, phrase, good tidings, it is, it is the Greek word, uh, euangelizo. Uh, it's the word that we get evangelized from. Uh, it is, it's the, the word that's translated to declare the gospel. And here, uh, the angel is saying, good tidings. He says, I'm, I'm sharing good tidings. I'm sharing the good news, the, the good news uh, of the Savior. And so this good tidings that is used, you, you evangelize or evangelize, uh, that word, uh, it's to declare the gospel. And so uh, we think about what is the gospel. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, the apostle Paul uh, told us what the gospel was. Uh, verse 1, Moreover, brethren, uh, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye have in, kept in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the the third day according to the scriptures. And so Paul was saying in verse number uh, one there, I declare unto you the gospel. What was it? It's the death, the burial, the resurrection. Uh, that's the good news. That's the good news. You say, well, what's good about uh, the death of Christ and the burial of Christ? Uh, it is why he came. It's why he died. It's why he was buried. Uh, but praise the Lord, victoriously he arose. Uh, and he is not dead. Uh, that's good news. And the good news is that because of what he has done, you and I and the entire world has been given an opportunity to receive the gift of salvation. The greatest gift. You know, as Christmas, I received some very nice gifts. And I, and, and I enjoy those gifts. But they don't compare to the gift of salvation. 
They don't, they don't compare to what Christ has done for me. And, and what a blessing. These, these, uh, uh, these angels, they heard the good news. Uh, for I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. So here they were hearing the good tidings. And, and what a blessing that they heard the good tidings. Uh, and so what's the good news? Jesus came. What's, what's the good news? Jesus died on the cross in my place. That's good news. I don't have to. You know, as a child of God, I'm not going to die. I pass from life to life. This body is going to die, but I am not. My, my death has been paid for. It's, it's already... Now, for the, for the unbeliever... The Bible tells us that they are already dead in trespasses and sins. The weight of sin, the condemnation of sin, it is already there. It's not that we, we are going to find out when we die which direction we're going, whether we live good enough to go to heaven or bad enough to go to hell. No, that's sin debt. It's either paid for or there's already a guilt. We are already condemned or we're already justified. Now, Romans 5, being therefore justified by faith, we have peace with God. And what a blessing that that is. And uh, so just some great news, the good news. And this good news is personal. It's personal. It's not just Christ died for the world. Christ died for me. It wasn't just for those that were maybe living a life of what we would call sinful. It wasn't for just somebody else that just has a different level of sin because we all have sin. It was for everybody, and it was a personal gift. So here we see that uh, they, they heard, uh, what they heard was uh, they heard that uh, the need of a Savior, they heard, uh, secondly, uh, the good news, the gospel. But then uh, what do we see that they do? Look back in Luke chapter 2 and verse 15. In Luke 2, 15, it says, And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe wrapped, uh, lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. Thirdly, what do we see? They shared the good news. They had to come see for themselves, but after they saw for themselves, they had to share it. They just, they just had to tell somebody else. And, and, and you and I, uh, we need to finish what the Lord has done. He has, he, has commu he has done everything to purchase salvation, but now he wants us to just tell other people about how good he is. Uh, telling other people uh, how they can be saved. Uh, aren't you glad, if you're saved this morning, Aren't you glad somebody shared the good news with you? 
Maybe it was a Sunday school teacher. Maybe it was a pastor. Maybe it was a parent. Maybe it was a friend. Uh, maybe you visited a church somewhere and, uh, and you heard the gospel. My pastor up in Washington, Brother Mingi, uh, he was visiting his fiance and he was sitting in a service and he got saved that Sunday morning uh, and turned around that Sunday afternoon. He, he got Sunday morning, he got saved, got baptized, uh, walked out of the church and, and went back to Tennessee. He wasn't from uh, the area. Uh, what was it? Uh, it was, he, got, he heard the gospel. Uh, the man that led him to Christ knew nothing about it until years later, uh, after Brother Mingy was in the ministry preaching, uh, and, and then later finding out that, uh, that uh, somebody that he had told about the Savior was serving God full-time, and now he's been serving the Lord 30-plus years. Uh, what a blessing uh, that is. Uh, but, but here, the, the gospel, you just, you got to share it. We got to share it. You know what our community needs? They need the gospel. They need the good news. There's enough bad news. There's enough depressing news. It can be Fox. It can be whatever other uh, network you want to listen to or not listen to. Uh, there, there is so much negativity. There is so much negative news. Uh, people need hope. And let me tell you, who brings hope? The Lord Jesus Christ brings hope. He brings hope in salvation, but he also brings hope in our daily life. Without Christ, we're most miserable. You know, it's so sad that even people that I believe are saved They live without hope. They're so focused on the here and now, they miss out on all that Christ has for us. He doesn't leave us without hope. What a blessing. And this morning, you say, well, pastor, I don't need a savior, I'm saved. Oh no, you need a savior. That relationship with him should just get sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. What a blessing. And these, these individuals, these, uh, these shepherds, they shared. Uh, they said uh, they, they had to make known, and they, they, when they saw it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning uh, this child. And the good news uh, was too good to keep to themselves. They just had to share it with somebody else. And you and I, uh, the good news of Christ coming, it's too good for us to keep to ourselves. And we've got to tell other people about the Lord. Uh, we need to have a joy uh, in the Lord uh, so others will see it. Uh, there were others seeking what they had found. You know, the Lord is seeking, our people are seeking what we have found. If you're saved this morning and you found Christ, there are other people that are still seeking. You think about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. And, and he said, uh, Philip asked him, understandest what thou readest? And he was reading out of the book of Isaiah, the clearest passage in the Old Testament on salvation. And he said, how could I, how can I, except some man should guide me? 
He said, I need somebody to explain this to me. And uh, Philip opened up the scriptures and preached unto him Jesus. And you know what? He went away rejoicing. Why? Because he got saved. And uh, there are others that are seeking. They're seeking the truth. They're seeking life. They're seeking fulfillment. They're seeking joy. They're seeking happiness. And the Lord is the answer to all of those. He is the answer to those. Even after salvation, he's the one that brings that joy. And since they found the Messiah, since they found the message of salvation, since they found forgiveness in their own life, they had to share it with other people. They had to share it uh, with those that uh, they came across. And the job of the shepherds here was to finish what was started in their life. And you and I, we have a world of people that God has placed us around. There are people that we come in contact with, uh, and the Lord wants us to be the witness to them. There are people that you know, that you see, that I will never meet. I will never cross their paths. And there are people that I'm going to meet that you will never cross their paths. And I'm not responsible to win everybody in this world, but I am responsible to share the good news of the gospel with those that come across my path. Uh, I need to be telling others about how good God is. And in 2022, you know what we need to do? We need to finish. We just need to finish. We just need to take the glorious message of the gospel. Uh, the, the shepherds here were declaring to others uh, what they had heard and seen, and they started telling other people about it. The Christmas story is not a December story. The Christmas message is not just a, uh, a message uh, during December. Uh, the Christmas message is the, miss, is the mission of every believer. And we need to finish. We need to tell people that the Savior has come. We need to tell them that the sin debt has been forgiven. We need to uh, share with them that salvation has been freely offered. Isn't that amazing that salvation isn't in me doing anything? It's already been done. Someone once said that there are two types of religions, doing and done. And you know what? For the, uh, the religion of the Christian, you know what it is? Uh, it is done. It's already been done. There's nothing that I have to do. Uh, it's already been done. Uh, the life of service for our Lord and Savior uh, is something that we should be following and fulfilling. Fulfillment comes in Christ and satisfaction comes in, uh, in Christ. And no matter how big our house or how new our car or how, uh, how big our uh, investment portfolio, uh, those aren't the things that are going to matter in eternity. What's going to matter in eternity is what did I do with Jesus? What did I do with Jesus? Did I keep him to myself? Unfortunately, I know there are, there are times when I did not share the gospel the way I should have. There are times when opportunities were there and I stayed quiet. But that's not how I want to live. I don't want to be quiet about Christ. I want to tell everybody how good he is. 
you know, I'm not going to, I would not talk to anybody for very long of a time without talking about Deb. There's, there's no way that I can talk to people without bringing up the sweet, my sweetie. There's no way. I mean, she is in the middle of my life. Somebody that you love and care about, you're going to talk about. If I never talked about my wife, wouldn't that cause some concern? It would. And it would be a legitimate concern. Because if you love somebody, you're going to talk about them. If you love the Savior. Oh, no, Pastor, I love the Savior. I'm, it's just my personality's different. No, your personality is a sin-cursed personality just like everybody else's. We talk about what's important to us. Guys will get together and we'll talk about, Brother Doug and I will get together and we're going to talk about hunting. All right, Brother Randy, same thing. Uh, we'll, we'll shoot pictures back and forth. Uh, we're going to talk, uh, we're going to get together. People will talk about football or they'll talk about sports that they like. And uh, ladies, you'll talk, uh, some ladies lo love talking about hunting as well. Uh, but maybe it's a, a hobby lobby or shopping or something. Uh, and, and there's uh, the girls we're talking about hobby lobby this week. Uh, but, you know, there are lots of things that uh, we talk about in life. We talk about what's important to us our hobbies, but is our Savior important to us? The, the person we should love that is supreme above any other love, a love above a love for a spouse, a love above the love of a child or a grandchild, that love for the Savior, it's just going to come out. It's just going to flow out of us. And we've, we've got to remember all that He has done for us. And we've got to think about Him and muse on Him. And in doing so, what we'll find is, man, we just want to share how good God is to us. And that's the message uh, of, of Christmas. The message of Christmas isn't just a baby. The message of Christmas that a Savior is born. The Savior has come because this world needs a Savior. And God has placed us right here uh, in Linda, in Marysville, in Plumas Lake, uh, in Yuba City. Uh, he's placed us here uh, in other surrounding towns. He's put us here for a specific purpose. I, I was meeting meeting with the sheriff uh, earlier this week, and uh, we were uh, at the office, and I was talking with him, and he was saying, oh, he said, uh, he said, we just got a brand new uh, su subdivision that just got approved right here on Goldfields and North Beale Road. He said, that's going to bring some more people to your church, and uh, you know, uh, as this area is growing, God's put us here for a purpose. Sacramento's moving this way. 
Uh, and you know what? Uh, Bible Baptist Church needs to be a church full of people that are just sharing how good God is. We need to be telling people about the Savior. He brings them across our path for a purpose. Uh, he told before he went back up to heaven, he told the disciples, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. There was a mission uh, that he wanted them to fulfill. And you and I, we have got to take what he started and we've got to just keep finishing that work of sharing the good news with others. I declare unto you good tidings. I bring unto you good tidings, the gospel. And that's what we are to share. Let's tell others about the Savior. Are you saved this morning? Do you know for sure you're on your way to heaven? If you've got that nailed down, praise the Lord. What great peace that, that brings into your life. If you don't have that nailed down, get it nailed down today. My brother, he got saved. I believe it was a Christmas Eve or a Christmas Day service. Uh, he got saved. Uh, that was back in, I think, 85 uh, when he got saved. And that uh, was a couple of years after we had gotten saved. And he's, he got saved. Uh, you know, let, let Christmas, this time of year, uh, when, when the, the Lord is just being lifted up for all that he has done, let's, if you don't know the Lord is your Savior, accept him today. If you know the Savior, let's declare him. Let's tell other people. And what we find is that not everybody will listen, but it, there will be people that listen, and there will be people that receive. And that good news of the gospel is ours to share. Finish. This Christmas, let's keep Christ in Christmas. Let's finish. He came. He went all the way to the cross. He went to that tomb. He rose again. And now we have a job of just declaring to others what he has done. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. Uh, Lord, you know the need of each heart. You know each person that's here and those that are watching online. And Lord, each and every one of us, uh, Lord, if we do not have a, uh, a, a calm assurance of our salvation, I pray today that we would get that nailed down. Lord, if there's one that doesn't know, may today be the day of their salvation. Maybe uh, as I spoke this morning and just the uh, wonderful group of believers we have here this morning, I pray that you'd help all of us to just sense our need to tell others about you and help us to declare the good tidings as these, these shepherds were given uh, those good tidings. And then they took what they were given and they shared it. Help us to do the same. And so I pray that you'd work now in this invitation. Speak to hearts, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together as the instruments play. The Lord spoke to your heart this morning. How about you respond? Maybe, Christian, it's been a while since you told somebody about Christ. Maybe you make that decision. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share the good news of the gospel. Maybe you're here this morning and you've, been, you've not been saved. You don't know that you're on your way to heaven. Let me encourage you to come. We'll have someone take the Bible and share with you the good news of salvation. Maybe you're here this morning, you've been saved and not followed the Lord in believer's baptism, or you've been saved and baptized, and you feel like this is where God would have you join. Whatever decision it is, let's make it today. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. 
If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.